Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wednesday morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. It's cold. Cold. So cold out there. Cold. I'm glad to be inside. One-on-one. 402-464-5685. Start our hit me text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline. You can hit us up. Hit me with a what up. We will talk. Uh, you can also follow on the Sarder Hammond video stream, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The captain is going to hang. We're going to do uh, – I'm going to hang – he's going to hang with me, and then I'm going to hang with him for an hour uh, in his show. He's got uh, his show all lined up. What you got today, kind sir? Uh, Todd Euler. Running back week this is what we're doing? It's running back week still. Yeah. yeah. Big time running back week. Next week will be itty-bitty receiver committee. Mixed in, <laughs> mixed in with a little, little, a little head honcho general black shirt toe. I'm waiting for fullback week. I, you know, fullback I'm week. I'm waiting for fullback it's, week. It's, I'm waiting for February. February is fullback week. Okay, all right. Because uh, I got to line that up. That's got to be the fullbacks. I mean, I am. I love the Nebraska fullback. So it's going. It's got to be the the right guys. And I, and I I I. I Trying to stay away from it, but there will be tight end week. <laughs> Absolutely, be tight end week. Are you kidding me, man? You, know. you gotta have look, at, for, at, for Nebraska. You can have probably two or three fullback weeks, but you probably have to have at least four tight end weeks, which give us plenty of time. What's the difference in those two rooms between the fullback room and the tight end? Fullback room? more is responsible more for uh, blocking for the running back, of course, but also just destroying the linebacker he is the up the gut guy he is kind of a personal protector if you will tight end on the other hand it has to kind of be a jack of all trades you have to be smart enough to understand how to double block how to combo block how to set the edge we were talking about setting the edge with jay you got to know how to set that edge i got to know how to outflank jay if he's been taught to to go and not give up the outside and I've been taught to take the outside away no matter how far he runs up the field I have to run out at his outside shoulder in order to 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 uh defeat that and then and then and then tight ends we had to just do things on the fly you know if if that block if that linebacker in there that middle backer that we were supposed to be picking up and down blocking on if he gets caught up in the wash then we go to the safety you go straight up to the safety well but that's that's that <laughs> That that creative thinking. If this, then that. If this, then that. You know, let, let, let's say your head setter and, and the, the your tackle inside takes a loss, you've got to bail <laughs> on your responsibility. Clear clear the edge so the tackle can get upfield and get to get to your guy. But that is 
a different kind of thought than players are playing with now. Well, now because because the, the the this time I don't know. Again, they look to the sideline to figure out what they're supposed to do instead of already knowing. We already knew what we were supposed to do based on the play call. And if the quarterback, like Tommy said, when he was a senior, 80% of the time he audible. Think about that. 80% of 80%. the time. Yeah, his senior year, 80%, he had enough, coach gave him enough latitude and longitude that 80% of the time, if, if the, the, the play call was a 43 dive and he got up there and he saw that he had nine people in the box, it's probably not a good place to run the 43 dive. Mm-hmm. But if we go 52, which if they're on an all-out blitz, you sneak the tight end out on a little, a little like a little two-yard out route, and and all we needed to get was one or a touchdown. I mean, he was smart enough is, to put is, us in that play. Is today's game allowing of that? Absolutely, of, of college quarterback. It dumbing down the players. That's what I feel. Well, I'm saying, is it being done at the level that Tommy Frazier was doing it? He was actually coming up and making decisions on the actual play call. Yeah. It wasn't a check with me situation. No, no check with me stuff. It was not check with me. It was 43 dive passes to play. Tommy get up there and see, you know, we're 43 dive, we're going to the left. Well, maybe they've got seven defenders on the left and only three on the right. Identifying Mike. So yeah. So got to go through that. Two opposite call. All right. Okay. All right. So the quarterbacks were called to know what was going on and they had to, 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 to look at it. They had to, to find it in their mind, and they had to say, "Is this a good play to run?" Well, so we, but we see now, offenses come to the line of scrimmage. They line up. They remember they've been in the huddle, so you're only getting formation and base base call. You're taking the element of surprise to me out from underneath the players because anytime you have to get up to the line of scrimmage, you should be looking to see your keys. You shouldn't. Well, but, but you they, shouldn't have your attention taken off of your keys. But then they, you know, they do the fake simulation. Then they all stand up and look over at their at their group coach. Not good. And then they go through. And then it's either we're going to run what we ran in the NFL. You hear the kill call, but at college you don't hear you don't hear that because there's a coordinator or a coach on the side who's giving everybody the signal to which for the blockers. Uh, here's the blocking scheme you're going to use. Receivers. If we're in route combinations, this is the combination we're going to use. If it's receivers and we're going to run the ball, what their assignments are. Running back, what your assignments are. The game isn't organic anymore. No. They're like not, they're, they're, you're teaching plays and not teaching them how to play. Yeah, well, if, if you gotta if you got to look to the side, just think about this. You got, what, is it 30-second clock now? Is that, is that right? Mm-hmm. You got a 30-second clock. Get up to the line of scrimmage because we always wanted to snap the ball with 15 to 17 seconds left on the clock. So, you know, you're talking about we, we're going, going, going. So you get out there. Play clock is going. You have to get up there, run to the line, boom, look over to the sideline, change the play. All right, they change the play. Now you got to rethink what you just thought. Now – it's it's not organic to be able to to see what you're doing because now you're getting up to there and you're going. Well, you don't know. Okay, have you identified who the mic is? Have you? What's their strong side? What are they defending? What are they trying to take away? Uh, how are they going to cover whatever this is? No matter how you line up, if, I, if you want, if you line up in triplets, 
defensive backs have different responsibilities now. Linebackers now are in coverage play. Players don't have to decipher that now. The coaches are doing that from the eye in the sky and from the play call on the side. And I think that's what's taking the play college football play. That's why there everybody is kind of grouped. There's no real like you've got those upper echelons teams, two, three or four teams, and then you got everybody else. And then you got a three and nine team that can play with a twelve and two team. That never really happened, but now that you've got if everything is given the same, now athletic ability takes place over. And the, but and the but the resources are everywhere. Like money's everywhere. And so when people talk about a three and nine team, if you're a three and nine team, there are a lot of things that had to go wrong for you to be a three and nine team in this day and age. Same for basketball. That's you know it's not exclusive to Nebraska or a a program. There are programs around the country where the guys who used to play the game at a certain way have evolved. My question is, have they evolved for the better or for the worse? Is the evolution of having guys like you and Jay who have played in a, in a certain era at a certain standard, and then you're around young people who may not, be, may not share your medal, they may not share your standard, can you guys get to this place where you can communicate with today's athlete to perform at the level that you did? Oh, I think so. I think, I mean, anytime you, you – it's infectious. People see the energy that you breed and, and uh, the confidence that you breed, and it, it becomes infectious. There's always one person that can say one thing to you that can change your life based on that one thing that they told you if you hold on to that one thing. So I think uh, the former players who have a wealth of knowledge, and by the way, are all grown men. Some of us have grandkids. Some of us have kids. You know, we've been there. We live life. We, we, we've made our mistakes. But now when you, you know, when you, you, you come an older man, sometimes you look at things a lot differently. So the, the things that we learned back then can still be taught today. Well, that's just, that's like I, I tell my daughter this all the time. I made the mistake so you don't have to. And what makes her intelligent is for her to go, okay, I need to accept that. That he's not boundering me for, for, for some nefarious reason. He's simply saying, look, I already did that. I already bumped my, my – I stubbed my toe there. Don't you go and stub your toe. But you guys are now parents. What I'd like to see is – that generation of players that their young people are now playing for Nebraska. Look, you have to have – you have to. that's the tie-in that's missing. I think that's the missing key to Nebraska football and, and, and getting back to the greatness is having the former players in the room, having the former players just sitting at practice, having the former players – um, sitting in the meeting rooms, not to be in there. I don't know if they have to be in the room or practice, but I think having them as a resource, another thing that when a player bounces to 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 the extreme of, of their boundaries, that there's a, a knowledgeable, positive-thinking, experienced Husker player to reinforce that, wait, wait, this is a space you shouldn't be in, and here's why. Yeah, but – Like to know to come to you. Right, it was like with Kobe yesterday. 
you have you are affecting Kobe just by simply giving him another resource I'd to go to. I'd be more effective with Kobe at practice because I can see what's going on. I don't disagree. That's why I go to practice. Yeah, and I can see. Okay, he might he I might need to just tweak one little thing in his in his mindset, not in his basketball yeah, it's, game. It's never the it's never the physical stuff. Yeah, it's the it, mindset. It, it, it's how they process, how they think. What they're what 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 makes them tick? And so I would like to see that part. That's why I say having former players at practice, first of all, it makes the players that's actually there playing be like, "Oh, that guy played. Oh, that guy played. Oh, that's a three-time champion. Oh, that guy played for St. Louis Rams." Well, he they should know you though. They see here's the my big issue is that they don't know you. But that's because they haven't made Callahan, okay? You talk we mm-hmm. talked Callahan on Jay's show, uh, right? Jay, uh. Okay, so in old school Callahan made it. He he made it kind of off limits for us to come around. But, but the, but so that was, was the beginning of the end. And I don't know how is it with Scott in charge and Trev in charge, former Huskers of note. How have they not rebuilt the bridge? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think Trev and Scott, they're trying to rebuild that okay. bridge. I, I, I okay. think that's a um, something that they're, they're working. I know Trev for sure is working on. Mm. I know he wants to make sure that, that we uh, – as former players, we 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 getting take care of a little bit better than we have. So, and I don't think in, in a couple of things. Uh, so we'll get to the text line first. Sanderson says Vashon was a fullback at one point. Correct? Yes, he was. He thought his memory was getting bad. I'm like, no, no, Dave, we got you. Uh, Dusty says, what up, uh, DP and VJ? Had to tell you, I ran a D-walk yesterday at Walmart. The guy was super impressive. I've been high on him since the start of the season, and we'll be rooting for him even harder now. I really hope they can get things together. That's another young cat, Derek Walker from the basketball team. He's their captain, overachiever, extraordinary young man. He's another guy I want to get in front of you because that's your kind of kindred spirits and how you approach things. Um, Tiny Pig says this, could a bunch of ex-players at practice lead to overcoaching? Negative. I I get that you – I didn't say coach. I said show up. Well, presence. 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 Cheering guys on. When they make great plays, mm-hmm. letting them feel the energy of practice. Because remember, our practices was 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 harder than games. So I'm not saying that we need to be out there telling kids, "Hey, you didn't do that technique right, and you didn't do this, you didn't do that." No, that's what the coaches get paid for. Mm-hmm. But to have it's just like anybody else who has a, a child that's playing a sport. If you don't go to the sport to support them, if you don't go to the game, and they look in the stands, they got nobody there. In their mind, what am I playing for? Well, it's a big part of major pro- – Alabama, you watch an Alabama game, there are NFL dudes up and down the sideline. All the time. Like, all the time. Um, LSU. Miami, LSU, Notre Dame, those folks are there. And they're there – it's not just certain players. It's a bunch of people. And it 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 ironizes the, 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 the fraternity, right, knowing that – it's not just one and done. It's not just three and done. That this is family long term. That 
those people still are, are around the program. Yeah, and I, I'm right? be, I'm being <laughs> I'm being facetious, Tiny Pig DP. I'm about to be facetious. Okay, we need to get overcoached right now. <laughs> I'm what? being facetious, Tiny Pig. Uh, we need to get over. Listen, more coaching the better. Right now, I'm I, talking now. I think I think some exceptional opportunities there, just in reinforcing what the coaching staff is asking for. Because I get players that ask, "Well, hey, you know, they're saying I need to get them playbook, and I think I know it." And I'm like, no, you need to listen to what they said. But. I can go with you if you need another place because sometimes it's the familiar voice that they shut down on. They don't want to hear it anymore. Um, they don't hear that voice. They don't recognize it. Uh, they feel like they're smarter than the people who are in the, the co- those coaching spots. But you guys are there to reinforce what the coach is asking yeah. for. You're not going to ask for them to do anything against the program. Negative. You're going to ask for them to do the thing that's good for them because you know what's good for them. You know what's going to work for them, and I just think throughout the programs, like I don't, I don't know that I see it. I, I loved. I, well, I don't see it on basketball either. I asked well, a, a well, former well, player, like, "Hey, do you do you guys they, get together with the basketball players?" Well, they're finally going to have they're going to have an alumni weekend, and Tony Farmer was the one that told me. He said they're having an alumni weekend February fourth here in Lincoln. Yeah, but and nobody I, knows. Nobody knows. I, nobody I knows. I'll share with you the message. It was like I was like, I'm here. I, I don't even know. And he was like, Yeah, like we're trying to figure out what to do with hotels and have a meeting place and restaurants to eat. And I said, You know, Tony's thing is, well, apparently something's going on because the pricing, hotel pricing, is crazy. I'm like, Bruh, uh, you got a room at my crib, so <laughs> you ain't got to worry about it. But get to town, and then get to work, because. You know, Chubik's around the program. Uh, Pike's around the program because there's, you know, they had young people around. Uh, Pike has people around the program. Um, that, but, but DP, that's my problem, though. Okay, mm-hmm. is the problem that I that exists for me is there were other guys beside the NBA, NFL guys who meant more to the program that don't get the respect that they deserve. Because it's not just the Grant Winstroms. It's not just the Jason Peters. It's not just those guys who who helped this program to be great. It was everybody that embodied 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. Moving forward, back, and, then, and then you go back to the 80s, you go back to the 70s. All those guys instituted what we were as Nebraska football. We don't know anymore because, you again, you had Callahan come in and flip it all the way upside down. Well, once it was flipped upside down, you lost all types of tradition. Mm-hmm. How do you get that tradition back? You got to have somebody who knows. Well, and you got to get your bearings, right? The worst thing for you underwater is when you flip around and you've got to recalibrate and figure out, okay, which, which way is up um, and how I'm going to get there. I thought with Trev and Scott, originally that they would get together and then hit the reset button. Like I actually thought there was, this was going to be a reset. Like, okay. Wouldn't we explain reset? So to know the space that you're in, in order for you to determine what the ultimate priority is for the program, you have got to say what the, what the mandatory must have steps are in order. You also have to determine what is the goal? What is the mission 
of this program and then the next team. And it's in that order. It's you honor the program and then you get to the level of coaching the team, right? Because the program means a standard is set already in place for minimum things that are allowed, coached, and accepted within the program. There's so many things that's been flipped upside down that Trev has to recalibrate that it's not going to get fixed in six months. Okay, but th- th- right, but that's why we have the discussion yeah. that that Trev has come in and said that winning is top of the pyramid, and I like to ask that question all the time. What what's the pecking order of at- Nebraska athletics and Nebraska football? Is it is winning at the top of the pyramid? So you imagine the John Wooden pyramid of success. At the very top of it is the thing that matters most, most. And then you have to ask the question: Is it is it the check writers in the you know that 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 make decisions behind the scenes? Is it the fans? Are is it the 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 thirty thousand boosters that you ask the important questions about how the stadium should work? Is it the student athletes? Is it the academic requirements and the standards that you set there? Is it Lincoln as a community? Is it the alumni base? And then for all of those things make your pyramid. What's the thing that overrides when that thing goes wrong that everything else has to be rechecked? And it has to be winning because winning cures all the other stuff. You get more checks when you win. The fan base is happier. The student athletes are, 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 are living and experiencing a greater level of success. The alumni are more connected and they're more positive. If you're losing at the top of it, it affects money. Like you have, that's a, Money's another thing that has to be a part of the pyramid is money at the top of it, right? Because if you start making decisions where money is the, is the priority, then you get into situations where, well, I'm not satisfied with the winning, so I got to make a decision. And if money is either the reason why you get into a thing or the reason you get out of a thing, then you've made money that priority over winning. That's been the problem, though, over years that we have opened up our wallet and our checkbook to coaches who not necessarily prove themselves and we gave them proven money and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm talking I'm going back now okay okay and then because of whatever reason I mean you go to a you go to a a a Bo Pelini and no matter how you cut the cheese right I bet you though if you ask fans and and fans look get get in with us Sider Herman text line 464-5685 would you rather have kept a nine-win Bo Pelini mm-hmm. for the last ten years, mm-hmm. or uh, Mike Riley, and and then kind of what we're going doing now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm just talking exit. I'm just talking numbers. I'm talking. And, and I think you could wins have, and you losses. You could ask that question, and, and unfortunately for Nebraska fan base, what I found out is you have to ask that question without speaking the names of the coaches, but simply about the facts about the coaches. Like I'm. I'm a fan. Like, hear the facts behind coaches. I can love Fred Hoiberg and still say, uh, this record isn't good enough. Right? That Like, that's fair. That's simple. But the standard was you with Tim Miles and before that, that, listen, 19 wins wasn't good enough. 20-plus wins because some things, other things became the priority rather than you honoring the thing that you built in your pyramid that said this is what's most important. Because winning allows 
for a whole lot of other things to take place. Rico? You you say to keep the names of the coaches out of it and all that stuff. If this is something I just thought of, if the same records and the same results and everything had been happening, uh, the Bo tenure, but it was Mike Riley as the head coach, mm-hmm. would people have been as upset with you know with with how Mike Riley and everything and how people were like oh he doesn't do this he's too nice he does this and then with Bo Pelini it was oh well he he hates the fans he has freakouts on the sidelines he's making Nebraska look bad if the nine wins and the blowouts to Wisconsin Ohio State whatever happened and it was Mike Riley as the head coach what's the takeaway from that I'll go a step further and we'll go to break, and I'll let people ponder it. You guys will have time on the text line to get your text in, and then Vershawn can tell us what really thinks. But imagine that you had Pelini, but you had Tom Osborne's record. Would it have been okay? Like, would you have? You would not have. Well, well, but that, but that's 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 that's, ex- that's exactly my point. People get caught up in and and you you mess up, you get caught in the wash. Speak to the thing that's most important about what you're trying to do and then identify why you're trying to do it. And as soon as this program gets back to that, it'll it'll straighten itself out. The problem is there's so many people muddling the waters with agendas and narratives rather than dealing with the thing you're supposed to be dealing with first. We'll talk about that when we come back. Vershawn is here. Rico is here. I'm DP. You're listening to 101 on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.